1: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company SI and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first listen. listen.
3: Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all, every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia Media is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
4: Ron and Anian, gee, I guess if I sold her the plastic bag, two rags for $1.39 thirty-nine, and a roll of duct tape, we could probably get this car out. But it's probably not what I would consider a real professional repair. It
2: was sure do me good to do
4: you good. Let me help. The car doctor. He says if you buy one, you make sure you got extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> you know and I, that's from the that's from the tech in the field fixing them welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor since 1991 this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie Naming, the car doctor at your service. Let's, um... Let's not get formal. Let's not get crazy. Let's just go start doing calls because we've got a list. And down around the bottom of the hour, this hour, we've got Jim McElveen stopping by to talk to us about battery care and maintenance. So we want to make sure we get that in courtesy of the folks over there at uh, Clarios and Optima uh, Optima Battery. So uh, let's go over to uh, Larry in Iowa, uh, 11 GMC. What's going on here, Larry? How can I help? Hey, Ron. Thanks
5: for taking my call. You're hey, welcome, sir. Um, Okay, so last week... Um, According to my VIN, um, my the truck is it's a gas motor. Um, according to it, it's a it is a flex fuel vehicle. Um, so basically, um, just out of curiosity, and plus it is a flex fuel vehicle. You know, I've heard that you know ethanol you know cleans the system out. You know, runs cleaner. So I I ran the tank. It was I had a, uh, below a quarter of a tank, so I filled it, which I shouldn't have filled it, but. So I filled it with E85, um, and it ran probably for, and I was at my mother's house, I you know, 20, 20 miles away, and it ran, and it still runs fine, but when um, my check engine light came on, and it said that it was running lean, so I checked the alcohol content, and it said that it was 0.5%, so, so I'm kind of, and I believe that it, it's, it runs off the algorithm thing.
4: I don't think I have a um, an alcohol sensor. So I was curious as... Yeah, I don't I don't keep track or, in my head which, which one's doing, which one's don't. But you're right. I mean, you're doing it right. You've got to look at alcohol content, all right? You've got to look at alcohol content and see if it's within the limits of the car. If it's truly 5%, you are. Now, you're sure this is a flex fuel vehicle. It has a yellow fuel cap.
5: Uh, well, the box—the box is not original, so no, it does not have a—it does not have the yellow cap on it. I'm going—I'm going by the VIN. I look, you know, the VIN says it is, so that—that's what I'm going by.
4: Well, before we go by the VIN, you're going by the VIN as far as what—that the engine is rated at flex fuel.
5: Yes. So yes.
4: it—so it. This is a six liter, and the eighth digit—the eighth digit is a G. Yes. Okay. Yes. That should be a flex fuel vehicle. I would verify that, but that should be a flex fuel vehicle. All right. This is okay. an 11 this is an 113500 Sierra 6 liter with yes. a, with a, yep. with a with a VIN G. Yeah,
5: correct. Okay.
4: So, if that's the case, I'd be curious you still have that tank of fuel in there, correct?
5: Yeah, well, I got I got a half a tank now. Yeah, because I've been driving it back and forth to work. So, but
4: I wonder what happens when you get rid of that tank of fuel and you and you clear well, that, that code. Yeah. how long have you That's had? That's what I'm how,
5: gonna find out today. How
4: so, long have you had that truck, Larry? Since new? Uh,
5: it's no, no. I, I bought it like a, about a year, year ago, year and a half ago.
4: Okay, and this is the first time you put flex fuel in it.
5: Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah.
4: All right. You know, there's also GM internal document PIP 4792A talks about okay. h- how to go about doing, and you've got lean fuel conditions, um, and it talks about doing a fuel composition reset okay, and a fuel trim reset using a scan tool. All right. And they take you through right. a bunch of steps, clean the throttle body, clean the mass airflow. You've got to relearn idle and and, and go through some steps here. But, okay. you know, our question is, is it just the composition of the fuel and is it a bad is it a bad batch of fuel? Uh, you know, right, this, this, right. This, this whole ethanol thing, it's right up there with electric cars. We sure are making things complicated, uh, you know, and, <laughs> right. and, 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 I'm, and I'm trying to embrace the future, brother. I really am. But, you know, you'll you'll yeah. chase this for a while and then. Two months after you solve it, somebody will change the blend of fuel and it'll be inconsistent. Now, one of the things in PIP 4792A that I recall will send you out, and I'll just tell you right up front go out to top tier. I believe it's top tier gas or top tier.com. And, yep. you know, they will list what GM considers to be the approved, I guess we'll use that word, the approved um, uh, flex fuel sources. OK,
5: OK, because okay.
4: because like like Twinkies and chocolate hostess cupcakes and bagels. I'm from New Jersey. Um, not all. Right. Not, not all cupcakes, bagels <laughs> and pizzas the same. All right. Every, we have our standards. Correct. Uh, so you've got to, you know, um, uh, so you want to
5: consider yeah, that as well. I- yeah, cause, well, the, yeah, the the um the place where the gas station I filled up at, I mean, they are a pretty big gas station. Um, they do claim, yeah. I mean, I'm not for sure if it's you know GM spec, uh, but they do claim to have you know the top tier fuel. So right. Um,
4: it'll say it right on the but, pumps. The the pumps will have a sticker. Um, yeah. Is that yeah, a true statement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I've never seen it where it doesn't. The manufacturers, the brand will say top tier fuel being dispensed or something. They want to. They want to talk about it too, right? They want to. You know, they want right. to let you know what they're thinking. Um, right. So right. I, I I think that's you know that's critical. But uh, you know I've seen this with with ethanol, um, scan tool resets, recalibrations. Do you have the right blend of fuel? All right. Uh, you know right. it would it would be interesting um, to to really see
5: that. So so I have I I've watched a couple of videos on you know on doing that reset composition but the 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 videos that I saw they were actually running um like they were running regular fuel but their alcohol content was like showing that it was like high. So and and that's what the videos were saying telling me that you don't want to reset it if it so let's say it, you know you have the 10% ethanol in there and and it's showing 58 percent let's say so you don't want to reset it at that point or no you do want to set it at that point but if you have flex fuel in there you don't want to reset it until does that make sense that? i, don't know um, I would that follow
4: but... i would follow what pip 4792a says did you okay did right. you see you know let's have one standard of reference we always want that as diagnosticians did you see your alcohol content percentage on Scan Tool, or you did a physical test? Uh,
5: yeah, it was on Scan Tool. No, I haven't. I okay. Don't, yeah, I didn't do a physical test. Let's it,
4: no. let's do a physical test. All right. Okay. Because once again, we're trusting the thing that's broken to tell us all the information, and Correct. I I, I want to verify it. if the, if the test says five percent and the Scan Tool says five percent, you know what I you know what I found out? My Scan Tool's right
5: right,
4: right. (laughs) Uh, you you know, um, and, and you're not chasing your tail. Um, I'm chasing my tail on my daughter's escape right now with a lean fuel condition. And the the original numbers were so off the wall. First thing I did was hook up two more scan tools. Of course I have that. I have that that option, but, um, you you know, that's it. That's why people say, why do you have 16? Well, because Sometimes the first three are wrong, <laughs> you know. Exactly. It, it, it takes me till exactly. I get to four. So you know, just things to be aware of. All right, kiddo. If you need more, okay. if, if you can't find those documents, send me an email, Ron at car dot and I'll dig them out. Okay. And, I'll, and I'll dig them out, and I can PDF and email them to you. Would
5: would, would that be on all? That should be on all data. Correct? Yeah, that'll be in all Cause, data. Because I do have a. Okay, because I do have a subscription for that. that.
4: That'll that'll be in all data. I'm sure you'll find it. There's there's a ton of information in all data. Just go to bulletins and start reading about ethanol and E85 and Flex. There's a ton of information there. Uh, You know, um, yeah, it's it's really amazing uh, what's there. But um, you know, and you can you can also call up all data. And request you have that option with them to request. Hey, I want to see a copy of GMPIP forty seven ninety two A. It's listed in service information, but I can't find a downloadable copy. And chances are they'll go into their okay. library and, e- and either email or fax it to you. All data, all data is great. Okay. How they okay. do that? Yeah, they're they've got they've got access to so much information. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Right. So,
5: right. Okay. Awesome.
4: All right, sir. All
5: right. Thank you very much. You're I very welcome, Larry. Right.
4: If you need more, you know where to find yeah. me. You're very welcome. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this.
3: Do you love Selena?
2: Like, really love?
3: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
2: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
3: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
6: My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer.
1: In response to attacks against Asian-Americans...
7: Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts.
2: It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting.
7: Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more.
2: Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss
7: Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Grown Up Stuff.
9: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
10: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
2: it on the wall so you don't forget to call for car advice done right 855-560-9900 now back to
8: raw
4: Hey, welcome back. You know, um, coming up after uh, the next break, we're going to have Jim McElveen, courtesy of Clarios and Optima Batteries. He's the product manager over there. We're going to be talking about batteries, battery technology, a little bit of good What's what What? What? ails your battery. Jim's got the information to help solve it for you. And then after that, when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, and a lot of you want to hear the shop stories procedure, process, that kind of thing. We're going to talk a little bit about a, um, an 04 Toyota Avalon I had this week, and I had to get the front exhaust pipe off. And as you can believe, the nuts were rusted into the studs. And it wasn't just PB Blaster all by itself. There was a little bit of a technique there. And I want to share that with you because it um, it's something I've been using for a while, and it works. So uh, you want to stick around for that. But right now, let's get over to Russ from Pennsylvania. Some comments about the transition to electric vehicles. Russ, where are we going here? Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it.
11: Hey, it's pleasure to talk to you and great show I've listened off and on over the years and Thank I've you, got sir. many tips. Thank you, sir. Hey, I was uh, driving down the mountain coming home from work, uh, listening to your opening comments, and I have to tell you you really made me sad. I'm almost sixty years old and I almost burst into tears driving down the mountain. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no. But it got me to thinking, um, you know, it, of course I had flashbacks from when we were teenagers, you know, that it was a social event to get together and work on each other's cars.
4: Yep. Yep.
11: And in any event, I
4: You know, I, you know what it was, Russ? It was it was the how did we love each other as kids, right? We helped each yeah. other we helped each other work on our cars. There was that human emotion, there was that outpouring. You know, you'd go on a day trip with your buddies and their girlfriends and your girlfriends, and you'd go down to Great Adventure here in New Jersey. You'd go to the Jersey Shore. And as much as you'd pack the car with food, you'd pack the car with tools because if it (laughs) broke, right, there (laughs) was that.
11: We learned, you know, that's what we did. You know, we didn't have the money to get our cars fixed. We right. learned uh, through the Chilton's manual. You and went and got a Chilton's manual.
4: And it was that transition of manhood, right? Of learning the responsibility of how to fix something on the side of the road.
11: That's right, but if you needed to, you had that capability.
4: Right. And you were able to. And and that's gone now. And it's been gone for a while, but you can see that it's 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 on life support. The vestige of us fixing our own cars as kids is way gone. And the ability of people having choices and options on how to fix them is going to be the next thing that will go away. And I'm I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's just something, you know, from a personal perspective, I want to mourn it a little bit. I want to be aware of what I'm losing.
11: I have one other quick comment. Yeah. You got this talking about uh, transition from horses to motorization. And you know, fossil fuel to electric, and something ironic hit me. The generation that seen the the uh, transition back in the early 1900s battled with the Spanish flu, and here we are now. So maybe this is that moment in time, Ron.
4: Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, Russ. That's kind of chilling. I never yeah. th- I never thought of that. Uh, you know, history repeats itself. Yeah, and it, and, it and, all
11: dawned on me now yeah it's it sad, wow
4: sad, sad. yeah it's it's <laughs> I hey, love listen, your show. <laughs> let's 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 look at the let's look at the positive of this okay and okay. and maybe it, it's it's not a question of will it happen it's just a matter of how what part of Pennsylvania are you in Russ uh Central
11: Pennsylvania uh, outside of Altoona
4: okay so if there was only electric vehicles, You know, do you think that portion of Pennsylvania could afford the grid restructuring and, you know, a parking meter with an electric meter in it every place? Would it would it would it be a
11: with a tax base here? I mean, it had to be a a federal influx of money, I'm sure. Right.
4: And then and that's my and this is my point. Say how many Altoona's are out there across the country? You know, it's it's a staggering number. You think covid was hard to deal with? Right. You know, this will be, and yet,
11: nightmare.
4: Yeah, this is a nightmare because it's just coming too fast. Elon Musk. I've got the article in front of me. Um, Wait a minute, and I don't. They don't. They don't put a lot of things in front of me because it confuses me. I'm old now. Um, (laughs) Elon Musk himself on December the first said uh, that electricity consumption will double. If the world's car fleets are electrified, and it's going to increase the need to expand nuclear, solar, and geothermal, and wind energy generating sources. That's wow. from the guy who's leading the charge. Wow.
11: So, Where's all this money coming from?
4: Right, where's all this money coming from? Where's the technology coming from? And then the other problem that we're up against that nobody's really talking about, and they talk about it in this article is it says tens of thousands of aging blades are coming down from steel towers around the world and have nowhere to go but landfills. In the U.S. alone, this is for the wind generators, okay? The wind generators, they they are the composite glass blades on modern windmills are not efficiently recyclable, so after they're used up, they end up in landfills, Bloomberg reported in February of 20. That's this year. Tens of thousands of blades are coming down. In the U.S. alone, 8,000 will be removed in each of the next four years. Wow, where are we going to put all this? And yeah, uh, you know, is that is that uh, where we're going like to Mars? Is Mars going to become five, the yeah. garbage dump? I, I'm sorry, Russ. What'd you say?
11: They're like 400 feet wide. Some of them wind right. Windmill right. got them on the mountains up here.
4: So you know, where is all this technology going to lead us? And that's the problem. How many repair shops you got around Altoona? You think, Russ?
11: Uh oh my, probably. I'm gonna guess 50
4: okay how many did you have ten years ago do you ever stop to think about that
11: oh uh, yeah they've been dwindling you're right there
4: right and then how many big name car dealers are there around Altoona
11: oh probably three
4: okay and you know what are they what is it a Toyota Honda and a GM dealer
11: and uh yeah Chevy and a Ford a uh, dealership that is transitioning over to Subaru slowly.
4: Okay. So, where's the next nearest Ford dealer? I'm going to I'm going to show you something here. Where's the next nearest Ford dealer? I want to see if this happens. How many uh, miles?
11: Sure, I would think probably mileage-wise probably within a 50-mile radius.
4: Okay. So, here in North Jersey, off the top of my head, there's five Ford dealers within a 20-mile radius. So you know, you start thinking about the population here. It's it's more cost effective for the electrification process to happen there, as nah, you there's said. There's
11: 100,000 people in the county.
4: Right. Of, you know, right. There's
11: like 40,000 in the city.
4: So Alabama. it's isn't isn't it about you know where's the cost basis going to come from?
11: Yeah, it's it's going to have to be a federal movement, I right.
4: imagine. So listen, Russ, I want you to do some.
11: All those problems over on. I think you're right. It's the beginning of the end.
4: It's the beginning of the end. So you know what I want you to do tonight? I want that's you to right, I want you to dig out a copy of American Graffiti, get a big bowl of popcorn, and sit back and think back about how much fun we used to have, and right. uh, and just enjoy <laughs> the show. All right, kiddo. All right, thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Thank you. I appreciate the call. You know, <laughs> it's chilling what's going on to a degree, and I don't mean to upset anybody. That's not the purpose of this. It's just. Uh, I think i hit a nerve there um hit a nerve with me i know that you know coming up next jim mckelvayne you've got some questions about batteries and uh you know using batteries and maybe we'll talk a little bit about electric vehicles we'll uh, we'll take it wherever the conversation goes stick around i'm ron and the car doctor we are back right after this
7: Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts.
2: It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting.
7: Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more.
2: Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss
7: Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Grown Up Stuff.
9: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
10: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
9: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome back. You know, it it, it can be said, and I guess it's a bit of a pun, it all starts with the battery. And that's really what cars are about today, ever so much more, because it really does start with the battery, diagnostics, care, long-term considerations, the vehicle operating properly. And, you know, it's a timely topic this time of year, although batteries have become an all-time-of-year topic. But I thought right now would be great we'd reach out to Jim He's He's our resident battery expert, courtesy of Optima Batteries, and we're glad to have him back with us once again. Jim, welcome back, sir
13: hey thanks for having me on
4: um you know we talk about batteries you know this is a good battery that's not such a good battery (laughs) you know what what differentiates one battery from another what makes a good battery
13: well um batteries come in different shapes and sizes um so that's certainly the the place to start because vehicles typically take a a very specific size of battery Uh, so once you understand what size of battery uh, you need, then Then you look at the age of the battery, um, because as batteries get older, they kind of act like they're smaller batteries. That means it's harder for them to accept current and harder for them to deliver current. Uh, and then you look at the type of battery, and uh, there, there's a couple different types of batteries that are pretty common in automotive applications today, and, and those are flooded lead-acid batteries where the electrolyte in between the plates kind of sloshes around. and If you shake those batteries, you can actually hear like water sloshing inside the battery and then absorb glass mat batteries mm-hmm. where the electrolyte is absorbed into fiberglass matting. And, and those are the two big ones. You're starting to see more lithium based batteries in automotive applications, but uh, they, they're not as mainstream as flooded lead acid or, or absorbed glass mat lead acid batteries yet.
4: Right. What, what sets, because, you know, I've read a lot about Optima batteries. I'll talk about your brand. What makes that Optima battery better than the guy next to him?
13: Well, all of our batteries use 99.99% pure virgin lead. It's, it's the only way we can make our batteries, especially the spiral cells, because of the way we roll those cells up. These long strips of lead uh, have, um, it's, it, you can't do it with recycled lead. It's just too brittle to have a sheet basically of lead that extends 10, 12, 15 feet as it's going from a winder to a roller. Um, But beyond that, uh, recycled lead doesn't perform as well or last as long as as pure virgin lead, uh, which is more expensive. And then we also have cast straps that connect ourselves together. So we actually flip our batteries upside down during the production process. And we have a video on our YouTube channel that you can actually watch it. It's pretty cool. Uh, they, they put the cells into the case and then they, they turn the whole battery upside down and then they cast the straps in to connect the six cells to each other. And the typical flooded lead acid battery just has spot welds that connect those cells together. And it's it's kind of like the difference between a fire hose and a garden hose. It really it, it closes and clamps down on, on the ability for electricity to flow freely in the battery.
4: So you're really building a better mousetrap. In, in, yeah, we really in, it's,
13: it's inherent in the design and and the cast straps and the and the pure lead are both more expensive propositions and that certainly shows up in the price, but um, it's a battery that'll last up to three times as long as a flooded battery and it'll be far more resistant, up to fifteen times more resistant to vibration uh, than a flooded battery and, and yeah, you know, I've lived all over the country. The roads in some places on Route 17 in New Jersey are, are less than ideal. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, so. it's,
4: yeah. You, you've definitely grown up in North Jersey, brother, because I can attest to that. And the roads still aren't great. Um, it's it it's still like many parts of the country. It's still pothole city and rough roads and vibration and shake. So, you know, does it is it important to charge a battery? And every once in a while, we listen. We've all been sitting this year, right? Cars really haven't gone anywhere. Uh, you and I were talking before our, our interview today that, um, y- you know, battery sales are up. People's batteries, are they're sitting. Does it pay to charge these batteries if they're low on charge? Does it help in their maintenance, or is it better to replace it?
13: Um, really, to be preventative, people should charge their batteries. And if they only pay attention to one thing I say today, it would be charge your battery. Please charge your battery. As, as people have dramatically reduce the amount that they drive because maybe they're not commuting to work five days a week anymore maybe they're only going in one or two days a week or not at all Uh, the vehicles don't get used as much and the charging systems and vehicles are designed to maintain batteries that are near a full state of charge and so if vehicles sit for extended periods of time and then when they get used it's just a short trip to the grocery store or the pharmacy uh, that doesn't give those charging systems enough time to properly maintain those batteries and you end up with batteries that are at a net negative as they continue to get discharged to the point there where one day you're going to go out and try to start your car and it's just not going to work. And you talk to anybody who works for AAA, they're having a big year because they're busy running out to everybody's houses, replacing their batteries cause they don't own battery chargers and their battery's dead and, right. and they want it to start. And they're just like, well, oh, just give me a new battery.
4: So you know, best advice for everybody that's cars were sitting during quarantine, charge the battery
13: please charge the battery. And even if you don't, you know, for vehicles that get used on a regular basis, once a month, just plug it in overnight just to top the battery off because most batteries sit in a, in a state of not 100% state of charge, it's a partially discharged state. So uh, to do that even once a month, just preventatively will maximize the performance of the battery and it'll extend the life of it. And you won't have to spend as much time and, and money messing around with it. Typically,
4: Jim, this time of year, and we're talking to Jim McElveen from Optima Batteries. If you're just tuning in, um, you know, typically, Jim, this time of year, people are putting away the hot rods, the toys, the the sea the craft. Okay, um, is do you have any advice for you know? We're going to put our toys away for the winter. Battery maintenance. What's the best thing people can do?
13: Well, just like it's great for their cars to use battery chargers, it's great for their boats and RVs and all their other summer toys. And, Sometimes people have storage uh, that doesn't have power to it, and they don't have electricity. So in those situations, I would say fully charge the battery and understand what a fully charged battery is because a lot of people think a 12-volt battery is fully charged at 12.0 volts when the reality is it's got to be at least 12.6 volts. And for some batteries, like our yellow tops, they're fully charged at like about 13 to 13.2 volts. So if, if they don't have electricity where they store their vehicle, fully charge that battery and then completely disconnect it from the vehicle so there's no chance that some switch was left on that's going to discharge the battery over the next couple months when you're not even paying attention to it Uh, and and then when you go to bring the vehicle back out of storage fully charge it again because batteries will self-discharge on their own even if they're not connected to anything and that way you make sure that your battery is in tip top shape and and as best you can ready to go. If you don't have a way to keep it maintained all through the winter months,
4: Jim, I'm a consumer. I'm standing in a part store aisle or at a superstore center or something. And I'm trying to figure out, I want to buy a battery, sell me an Optima battery or tell me, tell me why I want two things from you. I want to know why is an Optima battery, a better battery. And I want to know how do I figure out what battery size or capacity I need? What's that all about?
13: Okay. Well, if, if we have a battery that fits your vehicle, and, and unfortunately we don't fit all of them, but we fit most of them, uh, our batteries will last up to three times as long. Um, so if, if you got five years out of your last battery, that could be 15 years. Now, if you have a, a leased car or a winter beater that you bought for 1000 bucks, or a car you're probably not going to hold on to for much longer than the next year or two, I'll be honest, maybe you don't want to buy one of our batteries because they are more expensive. Um, but if you're going to hold on to your vehicle, uh, if you have a hot rod that you don't want to see acid damage the underside of the hood, if some something catastrophic happens with the charging system, our batteries are sealed, so they're they're not going to make a mess uh, with battery acid leaking all over the place. Um, and so, you know, between the lifespan and the safety aspect of it alone, uh, our batteries are are worth the price that you pay if if you're going to hold on to a vehicle for the long term.
4: Right. Yeah. You you get what you pay for. Right.
13: Absolutely, in batteries, that's that's absolutely the case.
4: Yeah, in in our last minute, Jim, I have a question for you that maybe it's a little off the wall. Do you ever consider making an Optima battery that looks like an old battery for the guys with the hot rods? I'm asking. That's a this, great question. I, I'm asking and... this for a friend. <laughs>
13: <laughs> we get that question quite a bit, and and I'll be honest with you, um, we only produce we, we still produce a six volt battery and we're one of the few manufacturers who do and there's a lot of six volt vehicles out there um somebody made a, well actually a couple companies made cases several years ago where you could drop that optimus six volt into the black case and it looked like an auto light or some old brand right and then and close that case the problem was we became the oe battery for the volkswagen eos convertible, hard top convertible and they use two of our six volt batteries and they lay them flat because they, they needed the space for the convertible top. So uh, those batteries now have a vent port in them. The top, the, the red top on them is a little bit thicker, and they no longer fit in most of those cases, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but I, I just, I was on a message board the other day, I can't remember if it was Stovebolt.com Stolebolt, or somewhere else, was, where somebody else had come up with a new case where you can drop an old six-volt Optima battery into the old case and, and kind of disguise it again. And I've, I've seen people paint our batteries, and you can do that. They just paint them black because they don't want the, the colored batteries hanging right. out under the hood right. or 57 Chevy or their Right, exactly. You know, pristine it, 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 whatever. Exactly.
4: I'm just thinking it would be neat to put, you know, the old school Delco or Ford Motorcraft or Autolite, whatever case in the car, but have the Optima guts in it, and it would just be like a win-win. It'd be the best of all both worlds, so... Um, well, talk. I hear
13: that question a lot. So if if somebody's listening that has maybe a 3D printer and some ambition, that, that could be a business opportunity. Yeah, there for you
4: them. go. So you talk to the boss when you get a chance and you let us know what happens. Hey, Jim, where can the listeners get more information real quick?
13: Anywhere on the Internet uh, where they have their favorite social media platforms or OptimaBatteries.com is our website. We've got lots of great videos on the Optima Batteries YouTube channel as well. And uh, our one of our newest videos shows our, our whole production process. So we'll actually take you inside the, the factory, and, and Mike Rowe will deliver in his velvet, velvety, smooth voice uh, the process for you of how Optima Batteries get put together.
4: Cool beans. OptimaBatteries.com. And let's not forget Autobatteries.com. Jim, I want to wish you and yours a safe, healthy, happy holiday season, and thanks for taking the time to be with us today.
13: Thank you. I hope you guys are safe as well.
4: You be well. I'm Ron Annie in the car, Doctor. We are back right after this.
2: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
3: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app
12: and search Becoming an Icon. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so.
7: What exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party?
2: All that, plus so much more.
7: Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Grown
2: Up Stuff.
9: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time
4: Welcome back once again. Thanks to Jim McElvain and the folks over there at uh, at uh, Optima Batteries. They are neat if you can uh, if you've got a use and uh, like Jim said, if, you, if if it's an application for your car and you're planning to keep it, then uh, Optima Batteries are the way to go. They are a uh, they are a great product, a great idea. Um, we were talking before, and I promised you this. You know, how do I do certain things in the shop? And I think you can hear. Is that the Wonder Dog Lucy? She's in studio with me right now. She's kind of getting restless. She knows we're coming to the end. And uh, she's up. You hear her jingling around. How do you do certain things in the shop? We had an 04 Avalon this week that had a bad front exhaust pipe, the head pipe coming off the two cats and it had to come down. Well, it's 17 years old. It's been up there forever and Toyota's got an issue. It wouldn't matter whether it was, uh, you know, 16 years old, Lucy, behave yourself here on radio. It wouldn't matter if it was if it was 16 years old or, or or 6 years old or 6 months old. It seems that there's issues in the way Toyota mounts pipes in the sense that their exhaust nuts are are self-locking. They tend to swedge in against the stud. And they don't give you a great deal of flexibility for removal. So what ends up happening inevitably is if they've got any kind of mileage or time on them is they're rusted and you will usually peen over the threads backing the nuts off. Here's the trick. All right. Heat them. Heat them. and You've got to be careful. Obviously, you're using heat. You want to heat the nut not till it's glowing orange, but just a good dark cherry red. Just get it warm enough and then a little bit more. And it's a a game of you've got to try this a little bit to see and go through the experience. You get them cherry red, hit them with a water bottle. Not a spray, but a nice solid stream. Spritz it a couple of times. Down soak it real good until it's cold. Heat it again. Do that twice. On the second pass through, PB Blaster works the best. Spray a little bit of PB Blaster on it and then right away, get your 14 millimeter ready. Tighten the nut. And then loosen the nut, and you'll feel it spin right off with no resistance. It's a combination of the water, the thermal shock, and the PB Blaster soaking in to provide the lubrication to get that nut off the stud. Works every time. Did it on this one. Got all four off. No problem. I'm Ron and Annie in The Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this.
3: Do you love Selena?
2: Like, really love
6: Hey,
7: everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts.
2: It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting.
7: Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more.
2: Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss.
8: Catch new
7: episodes of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff.
9: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
10: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
4: Welcome back. You know, I just want to do a quick shout out and say thank you to KBJT AM down there, AM 1590 in Fortis, Arkansas, carrying the Car Doctor Show now, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon. Just keep in mind, we're here live Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can give us a call at 855-560-9900. Even if we're not in your market live at that time, and we can answer your car questions, we're here for you. But uh, again, KBJT, we appreciate you guys doing what you're doing and uh, being part of the Car Doctor family. Uh, let's go over to Facebook. Bob writes in, "Hey Ron, my son-in-law, who's a New York City firefighter, has a 2007 Chevy. Tra- 2007. Let me talk. Talking is good on radio. Has a 2007 Chevy Trailblazer with a blown front differential. He's had it towed to two shops for repair, but each shop didn't want to take the repair, saying too complex with the axles going through the oil pan." Any recommendation for where to take the car for repair? Who would be best equipped to handle this? You know what, Bob? This is a tough repair. And I'll tell you what's happened. The, the front differential, this, this is a genius engineer move, boy. Um, this, this shows that alcohol was involved in the design of this vehicle because the front differential mounts and goes through the front oil pan. Now, that aluminum differential has galvanized itself and corroded itself to that aluminum oil pan. And the problem is going to be getting the two apart. Chances are it doesn't come apart easily. Chances are it doesn't come apart in one piece. The entire front axle has to be split off the pan. If you can soak it, obviously PB Blazer at the top of my list of choices of what to try. And a good soaking. I don't even know if that will do it because I've been down this road and it usually comes down. If the differential doesn't come apart, soaking it with PB. Now it gets air chiseled off. And the oil pan gets replaced. So it's the oil pan and the front differential. That front differential is not readily available. You've got to find a rebuilder that's got to have it. And some of the national rebuilders that come in mind, I believe Jasper still makes that front diff. You've got to check with them first to see if they still do. uh, JasperEngines.com, I think it is, or Jasper.com. But uh, the front diff has to be purchased. The oil pan will in all likelihood have to be replaced. A big job. Not saying it's not worth doing. Just know what you're getting into prior because chances are that front diff will not come apart. Yeah, dumb design. Axle goes right through the oil pan. And somebody got paid to put that together. You can't believe it. You can't make it up. I'm Ron in The Car Doctor, reminding you I don't make it up each and every week, but I'm here to remind you once again, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.